concert thing. It's just it has a lot of funk tunes. I mean, this is this would be your favorite. Like, this must be probably your favorite Beck album, and you never even heard it. I, I know. I mean, I really like the funk. You got to give me that uh, funk. We want the funk. Didn't gotta have that funk. That was beautiful. Uh, I yeah, love that I'll, song. I'll, 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 I love funk. Well, I'll listen to Midnight Vultures then. You fucking do it. I don't know if I'm going to do you're, it right now. If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't heard Midnight Vultures, pause now and uh, you know go back to the search bar on your Spotify and type in Midnight Vultures and you're going to have a good funky old time. You might even uh, bust a move. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, with your popped collar and your suede shoes. <laughs> I have blue suede shoes. <laughs> Do you really? Oh, man, I'd love like, to see you dancing in those. <laughs> I, no, you saw them the one day because I, yeah, I yeah. was wearing them, and I was like, hey, I didn't. I, you haven't seen these shoes yet. Yeah, yeah. They're Vans, and uh, yeah. yeah. He did the thing where you, like, cock your heel out and, like, <laughs> slowly roll up your, your <laughs> like, the leg of your pants. <laughs> All the way up to my hog. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Jacob, it's, it's, it's poking out. Your head's, um, your head's, oh, God, let's, let's. I'm staring into your third eye. <laughs> Jacob, we need you. I'm going to need you to take that and put it away. <laughs> How'd you even hike him up that high? It's like you're wearing a goddamn thong. <laughs> One of those things, like a, a, a cheeky bottom pants. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I actually there's no way I could even do that because I'm wearing like tapered sweatpants. No, no, it wouldn't have worked. But that's I how can, I imagine it would shoot me. <laughs> I could do that with a fucking like basketball shorts, which I wear as well. I pretty much wear nothing but like pajamas <laughs> in my life now because it's just <laughs> it's comfy. Because I, you know, I have a job where I can wear anything I want. So it's like, man, Even nothing. I don't want to wear jeans all 11 hours of my shift when I can be wearing fucking basketball shorts. That's true. You know, got to stay comfy. You got to, you know. Whether you play the game, the B game, the B ball game, whether you play basketball or not, wearing the shorts, everybody should wear the shorts. If you haven't worn basketball shorts, you need to try it out right now. Not everybody's probably worn them, man. What? They're the most comfortable shorts. Man, you're really hyped about basketball shorts. I am. You don't wear them. Well, you do. I do. I have. I, you do, I but sleep in them. You yeah. You wear them around the house, but you don't like wear them to go to the grocery store. Oh no! I just Ryan's one of those prudes who, if he goes anywhere, he's like, I go to change. It's like why? You're already a scumbag. <laughs> Thank <laughs> why you. Why not just look like one too? <laughs> And you look like one too. Oh man, I don't. I, I don't know if I look like a scumbag. Maybe <laughs> in certain people's opinions, probably. Well, no, I'm. I, I don't say. I'm not. I'm, I'm saying you should look like one because you are one. Oh yeah, but <laughs> it's different, Ryan. I I don't know if I embody scumbag, but well, I mean, what is a scumbag? It's just somebody. It? It's somebody who can be like underhanded. Or like a villain, you know, contemptible or objectionable person. That's not, you know, yeah. it's a pretty general term. Yeah, it's not a bag of scum, which is what I would. Uh, it, you know, you're you're. I would say you're sometimes objection. Well, you're objectionable a lot of times, and contemptible mm, sometimes. No. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, you're a scumbag. But wouldn't I think in in th- in this case, I think that everybody's probably got a little scumbag in them. <laughs> Everyone's got a little scumbag in them. Yeah. Fucking wet lipping over there. Marijuana cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Scum- hey, I see you wet lipping that. Yeah, scumbag. scumbag. Wet lip the marijuana cigarette. Yeah, I'm about to wet lip this peach and honey. Aha, sparkling water beverage. Mm. That was Ryan's. That he was a little bit of red herring there while I was introducing it, and Ryan opened his. But I've never had this I flavor. Wait. Ryan. It just looks so delicious. We, we reviewed the other one. We reviewed uh, one other one, the cranberry one, I think. Uh, it, yeah. The, no, no, uh, blueberry. Pomegranate. Blueberry. blueberry. Pomegranate. Yeah, that one wasn't the best. But let's 
Oh, that was a weird one. It was like... <laughs> it's so fizzy. And I hit the mic, but... uh, The little smells fizz peachy. molecules are hitting my mustache. Oh, God. <laughs> How does it taste? Pretty good? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> All right. Um, it definitely tastes like peaches. <laughs> if, if you like peach rings, probably... Uh, you probably like this flavor of uh, seltzer water. Tastes sweeter than the average seltzer water, but it's not. It has nothing in it. Yeah, it does have a little bit of a sweetness, which is a plus for sparkling water, which it usually has a little bit of a bitter t- aftertaste, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, generally pretty uh, refreshing. Uh, you know, sparkling water, you want to make sure you drink that bad boy when it's cold. Otherwise, it tastes like fucking shit. You know what's not shit, Ryan? What's People it? also <laughs> search for. <laughs> the podcast where we answer life's greatest questions by searching the internet. Did I, I hope I didn't jump scare the audience there. But uh, You jump scared me a little bit. I was trying to make up for when you did it to me earlier when we were doing our little camera test. Oh, hear that! Test. Hear that, fans! Uh, yeah, we're going 3D. <laughs> we're coming into the third dimension. We're gonna reach out and shake your hand and welcome you to a little slice. Also, <laughs> a little slice of our life sometime in the future. So you know, you gotta hold your horses. It's gonna take a little while. We haven't. Yeah, there's we- a lot of testing to do. Testing, yes, and then also, uh, you know, planning out videos. Yeah, that's that's the hard part. Yep, but uh, you know, hopefully before the end of 2020, uh, we have about eight months, Ryan. We can get we can get some live vids out to the people. Yeah, some actual content. <laughs> uh, Ryan, <laughs> I mean, we have plenty of actual content. I'm just saying. We have lots of Let's Plays, and we have 37 podcasts. We're going to have a face reveal at some point. Oh, yeah. We will. We're going to be face-to-face with the audience for the first time ever. Yeah, because we're, uh, you know, we're stepping into the world of live action videos and and beyond. Over the years to come here on People Also Search For. Um, so today, Ryan. Yeah, Jacob. Uh, went to, you know, see if I had any mail. Mm-hmm. Which I did. And wow, that's impressive. After I brought it in, I was just thinking... The mail's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, not yeah, dude. not like my mail, but like the mail system. Oh, good! I got another uh, a credit card suggestion. <laughs> yeah, that's usually a lot of what it is. It's just stuff for me to fucking throw away and waste waste valuable natural resources. But um, the mail system in general, it's like you know, that's a lot of logistical stuff to to do you know it is same with amazon you know just things getting moved from place to place on a you know efficient express pony express yeah ryan good job yeah that's one of the earliest forms of the mail system in the great country of the united states of america (laughs) you sounded like uh united states history teacher there oh like i was uh excited about our country yeah our beautiful land yeah and its history <laughs> our beautiful land and its history man yeah our beautiful land that people back in the olden times of america they had to ride all across the country just to give you a fucking letter <laughs> they had to risk their lives <laughs> he's like i've riding I've tried, sir. I've traveled far and wide to find you. I I have this Capital One <laughs> free, <laughs> free free offer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and if you buy it within the next two weeks, then you'll also get a deal on Spectrum Cable and TV. <laughs> and you have. Uh, you have a non-fixed 1.2 APR. <laughs> wow, isn't that wonderful? Are you telling me I can have a non-fixed 1.2% APR? 
<laughs> That's fucking bullshit. Don't shoot the messenger, sir. I'm just I'm just Pony Express. I've ridden 45 miles to deliver you this mail. You've ridden 45 miles to die at the hand of my revolver. Sir, don't don't go after me with your revolver. I'm shooting your dick off. Oh, but then I won't be able to go home and bang my wife. <laughs> I'm fucking her from now on. <laughs> oh, I guess I'm just a cuck then. <laughs> nope. You're gonna be dead, so you don't even have to be a cuck. <laughs> he lived a cuck, and he died a cuck. God. <laughs> you think while you're delivering all your fancy mail, there's not just grizzled man after man just jamming himself and your wife? <laughs> Consensually, of course. But she said that she loved me. <laughs> She said she'd love me and she'll always love me. Who could love a little cuck like you? <laughs> oh, God, we got to stop this yeah. cuck bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure true. we had a cuck bit last time as well. <laughs> oh, it's 2020, the year of the cucks. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, okay. You know, but, you know, the Pony Express, I'm, they, surely weren't, <laughs> they surely weren't cucks. <laughs> Oh, they surely weren't, Jacob. Well, take care of yourself, Ryan. You don't want to knock your MIDI keyboard onto the floor again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the test we were doing for these 3D episodes, <laughs> 3D. We we had to have a lot of different lighting in the the people also search for utility cave. And there's just wires all over the place. Like, I could barely move. I tried spinning my chair around to, like, start the audio for the podcast podcast test. And I just I knocked my MIDI keyboard off the table because my chair hit it. And like then I put a jackass. it. Yeah. <laughs> I put it back up on the table. And then, in doing so, the wire got wrapped around my chair. And I, like, got up, like, a few minutes later. And my chair pulled the MIDI cave, or keyboard onto the floor again. And now it's got a nice little crack up in the corner of it. It, so. it was crazy, too, because I feel like I was way more concerned about it than you were. Because yeah, I, I mean, saw, originally I saw it hanging off of the desk. And I'm like, dude, that that's going to fall. And you're like, no, no, I got it. I got it. And then, like, four seconds later, it just <laughs> crashes to the ground. I'm like, ah. Yeah, ooh, ooh. like and whenever then, you see somebody like drop their phone or something, you're like, <laughs> yeah. And then every time it would hit the floor, it would hit random keys on it, and it would play back a recording of our voices in fast and slow motion, and and like different tones, and it would just sound like the computer was laughing at us. <laughs> it, it was actually a visually pretty funny because you were like in a spider web of tables <laughs> in the room. <laughs> it was just like your shit's falling. <laughs> <laughs> just like stuck there like fuck <laughs> and then the fucking audio is playing to the headphones you can just hear faintly like <laughs> I, I didn't know what to do like i had gotten myself stuck like it's hard to set up audio equipment when you have limited space yeah no but it was a fun time i mean we we accomplished what we set out to do and make a test so yeah we did we did a, a, a good day of work today ryan you're right. And we got a little skating in as well. That's true. And you know who else skates? Whales. <laughs> <laughs> Whales? Uh, never mind. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, who skates, Ryan? Who skates? Yeah, you said you know who else skates. Yeah, the, the ponies from the Pony Express. Mm. Oh, you know what? The ponies from the Pony Express skated, and so did, so did those people... That like deliver you food at Sonic, like like old fashioned Sonic, like the drive. Oh yeah, well they still do that. Like, Sonic does that. Yeah, this is, I mean if they want to, like I, they don't make people do it, but mm. I've seen skate little skates at uh, Sonic before, and you know, yeah, and and, and uh, you know, hopefully they never uh, like whiz out there and drop the food and get ketchup all over their blouse. Yeah. And just so those of you at home know, Sonic is a, a food delivery system where they go from the <laughs> they go from the little hut that creates the food and they roller skate it on over to your car, which is in a like a parking space. Um, yeah, you know, just like somebody's delivering. It's something. not a restaurant where you go in and eat. Like in fact, no. they don't even have seating inside. They have seating outside, 
But typically you just go up to the little stall where there's a menu board and a speaker in each one. And you order your food and then they bring it out to you. And then you sit in your car like a fat and eat it right there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Did you did you see the fucking uh that video of Joe Biden calling a guy fat like a fat? Wait. He's no? like he's like Wait, really? he's like listen fat. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Listen fat. You take that fat and you bring it down those st- Don't look back up at me. He he like annihilated this guy. Wait, really? Yeah, he, that's like, really horrible. <laughs> I know, like I think it's something that the media probably swept under the rug because they're like, oh, we don't want him to be like the Democratic Trump. But he, you know, clearly said something that was pretty like fucked up to somebody's face. Yeah, I mean, if he said that to me, I would be offended. Yeah, he's it was- just like, hey. Get down from there, you Jew. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like up like on top of a building and he's like trying to get me up. He's like, get off, get off of there. And you're like, I'm a vigilante. You can't make me. I'm Spider-Man. I'm on your side. Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> and then I jump, I jump off the building and it's like immediately hit my head into the concrete. And <laughs> then Biden is like. And you're like, oh, dear. that's what you get, you Jew. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, Moses. Oh, Abraham, help me. Help me, Moses. <laughs> I need the Maccabee warriors to come over and save me. Joe Biden's making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden hates the Jews. <laughs> uh, we don't actually think that Joe Biden hates the Jews. Just, I know. I mean, we, he, we don't he know. Could. He could. We don't know. We're, we don't personally know Mr. Biden. Second search of the podcast, Ryan. Is Joe Biden an anti-Semite? <laughs> oh, my. Okay. Is Joe Biden an anti-Semite? That didn't even come up in the fucking, like... Oh man! Oh, okay. oh, he actually prioritizes Israel. Mm, Overlook- so he's yeah, overlooking daily anti-Semitism. You might even say that he is just a Semite instead of an anti-Semite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I think we've answered that. <clears throat> what about does Joe Biden hate fat people? See if <laughs> see if that comes up. All right, uh, all right, <laughs> all right. Does Joe Biden We're... hate fats? <laughs> fats. <laughs> he claims he did not call Iowa voter fat. Let me see what that one. And this is from CNBC.com. So this is legit. There, there's the guy. <clears throat> uh, let let me see here. Let me uh. <laughs> He said facts, not fat, during the confrontation in New Hampton. Biden's disputed dig came as he angrily denied an allegation by the man who said without evidence that Biden had gotten his son a position at a Ukraine gas company while serving as vice president under President Barack Obama. Biden uh, Biden called the man, later identified as 83-year-old Merle Gorman, a damn liar for that claim. Wow. Oh, so now he's fat and a liar? And old? But look, fat, look, here's the deal, Biden told Gorman. (laughs) So he was saying that he said, but look, fact, look, here's the deal is what, but, but he didn't say that, he said fat. I think, that, like I was saying before, I think he was trying to sweep. They, his media team or whatever, was trying to sweep it under the rug. Probably, but see for yourself, Ryan. There's... Now listen here, fat. I'm gonna have to. Co- <laughs> I'm gonna have to coach on eating more. You're not gonna win this hot dog eating contest by not eating a bunch of wieners. <laughs> All right, <laughs> shove, shove one in your mouth now. Just shove another one. Come on, fat. <laughs> Get it in there. <laughs> It'd be like that scene from Matilda when they made the little boy eat an entire oh, chocolate yeah. cake. Yeah. Yeah, you got to eat that cake, fat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the big teacher from Mrs. Grunchwood. What was her name from Matilda? Like oh, the, uh, the, te- the teacher. Ooh. I feel like it's oh, man. I don't think I don't know why I said Grunchwood, but I it's it's something like Grinnin' Wald or something. But first, let me, let me uh, show you this. 
Yep. So, uh, Joe Biden, uh, he, Joe Biden definitely called the man a fat. <laughs> um, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. I he, mean, he clearly, it was clearly not him saying the word fact. Like, it is, there was no C in well, sight. Well, yeah, especially since he went on to challenge him to do push-ups. Yeah, <laughs> like that. I because mean, Andy said, He's "I'm like, not sedentary like you." So, hey, fat. You think you can beat me in a challenge of wits? Well, try and do a couple of push-ups. We'll see how well you do, you uh, fat. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was just like. <laughs> it was funny, though. It was, it was funny, but he was like breaking that. Like, that is not appropriate. Yeah. Man, I think uh, if we have any uh, topical, like, um, you know, if we have any topical, like, ideas, if we were going to do merch, that would definitely be a good one. Just the shirt that says joe biden hates fats <laughs> with yeah, our logo I on the, be back. the person who pro- produces the shirt with joe biden hates fats on it <laughs> you know because it might be like you know god hates f slur and then when you flip on the back of the shirt it says fats hate joe biden <laughs> Uh, then I just start. so they can both buy it. The, the people who hate Joe, or who hate fats and don't hate fats, can both buy the shirt, and then it's like being a big old fat hate community. Yeah, not enough of that. No, definitely. <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> enough of that in the world. Oh well, I mean, I told you before how like in like five years, more than fifty uh, percent of America is going to be clinically obese. That's true, including me. Yeah, and you know what's going to help out when they're super obese? Deliveries and like DoorDash, <laughs> DoorDash, Amazon, deliveries, Amazon, yeah. anything, and the USPS mail. Now system. that we're halfway through the show, Ryan, maybe <laughs> we should uh, see the uh, origins of the mail in the U.S. The origins of the mail in the U.S. U.S. of A. U.S. Postal System system established. All right. It says, on this day in 1775, the U.S. Postal System is established by the Second Continental Congress with old Benny Franklin as its Mm. first postmaster general. Franklin, 1706 from 1790, is the years that he lived, (laughs) put in place the foundation for many aspects of today's mail system. Wow. Good job, Frankie. If just for that, you got to be on the hundo. Yeah. And everybody, you know, everyone loves receiving a hundo as a present. Nobody's going to dislike that. So No, not at all. We pass you around like the neighborhood whore you are, Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> he was kind of a whore. Was he? Yeah. Did he have a lot of children? Uh well I just meant because he tr- he slept around a lot and he uh oh. he unfortunately liked to sleep with uh uh very young women well not even women girls oh. quite quite literally uh, I, little girls uh yeah oh boy I don't even know what to say <laughs> yeah it kind of sucks but yeah, uh but, oh man there was a lot of uh you know thirteen fourteen year old brides. Not even that long ago in the history of the world. So that's that's something that I'm glad that it changed. Uh, Way to be an ally, Ryan. <laughs> I love the U.S. of A. Anyways. We don't allow you to date underage girls. Anyways, just go on male Wikipedia. We'll see what we got there. I'm sure there's going to be yeah, plenty of There's going to be plenty of yeah. And I, if, if there's people out there that are like ever think we're dumb for using Wikipedia, you know what? Fuck off. We're not writing a academic <laughs> fucking research paper to hand into our fucking grad school teacher. Fuck that yeah, shit. Yeah, we're just answering life's greatest questions. I hate academia, Ryan. We're just gonna do it the way that millennials are supposed to with the fucking internet and Wikipedia. The mail or post is a system for physically <laughs> transporting postcards, letters, and parcels. Mm, I haven't a- seen one of those in a while. I got a parcel for you. Isn't a parcel where it's like, <laughs> isn't a parcel, I mean, I know it's just, it's like a, a like a little pouch thing, or is it just the wax sealed No, letters? a parcel is like just a box oh, or it's, a package. Yeah, it's like a wrapped box. I just wanted to know the difference between a like a package and a parcel. 
I think they're synonymous. Mm. A postal service can be private or public through many governments place restrictions, or though many governments place restrictions on private systems. Since the mid-19th century, national post systems have generally been established as a government monopoly with a fee on the article prepaid. Proof of payment is usually in the form of an adhesive postage stamp. But, of which I have a large collection. <laughs> but a postage meter is also used for bulk mailing. Modern private postal systems are distinguished from national postal agencies by the terms courier or delivery service. So, like an Amazon delivery person, for example. Yeah, that would be the modern day Pony Express. <laughs> modern private postal system, yes. Yeah. Postal authorities often have functions aside from transporting letters. In some countries, a postal, telegraph, and telephone service oversees the postal system. In addition to telephone and telegraph systems, period, (laughs) some countries' postal (laughs) systems allow for savings accounts and handle applications for passports. Maybe Wikipedia isn't that accurate. Uh. You know, yeah, it's doing all right. It is what it is. Yeah, it's I mean, all right. Somebody just added that period in there. No, the period. I I I said it wrong. That's why I emphasize that. Uh, yes. <clears throat> the Universal Postal Union was established in 1874, includes 192 member countries, and sets the rules for international mail exchanges. Hmm. And look at that, Ryan. History, you got Persia, India, Rome, China, 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 China. This, this is the China history of China, mail. China, Mongol Empire, Japan, other, uh, and then you know we got modern mail. Where do we start? Maybe at, I mean, where where I like how we go in the world. Also, I like how it says up there, snail mail redirects here. Oh, <laughs> yeah, of course it does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the Pony Express was a lot. That would be, that would still, that's America, but I don't even see American mail. This is Persia, India, Rome, China. Yeah. Where's, I mean, well, America. that's, well, that's because, uh, I think this is the general history of mail. So therefore it would start where the, you know, there's ancient, uh, civilizations. So would we start in Persia or, do, do you think that we should check out... Oh, we can blast through a couple and see yeah, where... Yeah, we'll see. Oh, look, they're not even that long. Yeah, yeah, yeah we can we can check this out. Uh, in Persia, uh, the first credible claim for the development of a real postal system comes from ancient Persia, but the point of inten- or invention remains in question. The best documented claim attributes the invention of the Persian king Cyrus the Great who mandated that every province in his kingdom would organize reception and delivery of post to each of its citizens. And that's in 550 BCE. Yeah. Holy fuck. That's crazy. The mail's old. Mail is really mail has been a lot, around a long time. I mean, you got to think it, ancient junk mail, it, Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> the cavemen would like take like a rock and write a uh, spectrum cable on it and bring it over to another <laughs> caveman and he'd be like, "What this?" Well, Ryan, I hate to break it to you, but cavemen existed long before 1550 BCE. Yeah, and 1080p streaming services. <laughs> Damn. All they had were rocks to bang together and food to hunt. <laughs> I thought you were going to stop it, just bang. All they had were rocks to bang because waifu pillows didn't exist yet. <laughs> so they just carved their favorite of the tribe onto the back of a rock and banged it. They didn't even have a fleshlight, so they had to fuck a wildebeest. <laughs> <laughs> or a bushel of strawberries and if you lived on the sea you would you'd fuck a manatee oh yeah or well a if, sea you, cow. if you were a pirate i mean yeah if you're a pirate we learned about that already but yeah let's let's head on down to old the mongol empire because oh it says Genghis khan installed an empire-wide messenger and postal station system named or two 
That's probably <laughs> that's not how good, you. That's a good Genghis Khan impression. Forty, <laughs> bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's not even close to how you pronounce it. But during the Yuan Dynasty under Kublai Khan, this system also covered the territory of China. Postal stations were used not only for the transmission and delivery of official mail, but were also available for traveling officials, <laughs> military men, and foreign dignitaries. These stations aided and facilitated the transportation of foreign and domestic tribute, specifically and the conduct of trade in general. By the end of Kublai Khan's rule, there were more than 1,400 postal stations in China alone, which in turn had at their disposal about 50,000 horses, 1,400 oxen, 6,700 mules, 400 carts, 6,000 boats, and more than 200 dogs, 1,150 sheep. There were stations... <laughs> the stations were 25 to 65 kilometers, a.k.a. 16 to 40 miles, for those of you who are using the imperial system, <laughs> apart and had reliable attendants working for the mail service. Hmm. Foreign nice. observers such as Marco Polo <laughs> have attested to the efficiency of this early postal system. Man, that's freaking cool, Ryan. That is cool. <clears throat> 50,000 horses. I mean, I I have... I'll, I'll level with you, Ryan. I've listened to Hardcore History Podcast with Dan Carlin before. <laughs> really? Yeah, and he has a pretty oh. interesting uh, series about Genghis Khan and the Mongol Empire, and it's quite interesting. And even though they were savage monsters, you know, they, you know, they had some pretty good, uh, you know... Uh, Intentions? No, I was oh. going to say inventions, rather, you know. Oh. Like, they had some sophisticated... Uh, systems in their society and also for warfare so you know they might have been pretty savage but they also were quite scientists. smart oh yeah yeah they were... I, i'm sure there were some scientists in probably there. scientist con <clears throat> had to yeah since you're such a kawaii ryan why don't you tell us about japan ryan's weed corner ryan's weed corner kawaii except i'm actually looking up the real history from japan all right. The modern Japanese system was developed in the mid-19th century, closely copying European models. Did you oh. say grocery? Grocery copying <laughs> European models. <laughs> Japan was highly innovative in developing wires. <laughs> Largest and most successful postal saving system, and later a postal life insurance system as well. Postmasters plan a key role in linking Japanese political systems to local politics. The postmasters are high prestige and are often hereditary. To a large extent, the postal system generated the enormous funding necessary to rapidly or industrialize Japanese or Japan in the late 19th century. Wow, I had to say Japan a lot of times in that. <laughs> Ryan, what's what did Japanese people call Japan? Japan. Uh, uh, what do you mean? Uh, uh, you mean like the? I was trying Jap to stump you. What do you know? I know. I know what it is. The actual Japanese word for for Japan. Japan. Yeah. Oh, I. I'm not sure. I don't think so. Oh, no, you really don't? No, it is it. Oh, so wait, Japan is what? Just what we call Japan? Well, yeah. That's oh. how it is for every country. Every country has their own like pronunciation or word oh. for what they're like in kind of like Venice like, is like <clears throat> Venetia. Yeah, or Italy in generally in general is called Italia to Italians. Yeah, <clears throat> or uh, like Germany, and you don't say Germany in Germany; you call it Deutschland. Oh, Deutschland. Yeah, and ah. Japan, it's Nippon. Nippon. Yeah. Ah, Nippon. I think I. You better check real quick, so I if, to see if I'm an ass. I know, but that, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I know that <clears throat> Rika from. Uh, Hang on. I was going to say, I know that uh, Rika from Higurashi no Nakakoroni says Nipa, but that's not Nippon. So Nippon is the Japanese. N-I-P-P-O-N. N-I-P-P-O-N. P-P. P-P. They make special ramen noodles. See, when you type in Nippon, it, it just comes up Japan as an island. 
country. Yeah, it's just like the definition. Oh, there you go. Uh, it's a reading of kanji that refers to de- Japan. Ah. Or maybe it's Nippon. I don't know how you pronounce it. Yeah, no, I have no idea, but that's that is interesting. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't know that because you know you're a weeb and shit. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't know everything. <laughs> Not even I'm that smart. Despite Too bad. what all of our listeners think. I want <laughs> before we get back to the mail. I want to know what China is in China. What's China in Chinese? Yeah. I did it. Oh, man, you horribly <laughs> misspelled that. Zongu. Zongo. Oh, wait, there's a click on that, and there's a pronunciation. Oh, Zongguo. we're about to listen. Zongguo. 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 Okay, so Zongguo. Zongguo. Yeah, that's pretty good. We learned. We learned how to speak Chinese. Let's go on an adventure. To the mail system. (laughs) In China. Oh, you scrolled down a little too far there, Ryan. Some Chinese sources claim the mail or postal systems dating back to the Xi or Shang dynasties, uh, which would be the oldest mailing service in the world. Holy crap, Ryan. That is... They still haven't delivered me my... Wow, listen to this. (laughs) Where's my Capital One? The earliest credible system. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> no, I just... Oh. <laughs> I was like, wait, they had Capital One in 220 <laughs> CE? <laughs> the earliest credible system of couriers was initiated by the Han Dynasty uh, between 206 BCE to 220 CE, who had relay stations every 30... Uh, Lee... Maybe that's supposed to be miles along major routes. The Tang Dynasty from 618 to 907 AD operated and recorded 1639 post houses, including maritime offices, employing around 20,000 people. Holy fuck. Holy crap. That's more than Genghis Khan. Mm, I don't know about that, Ryan. I mean, 50,000 horses. Well, they had 1,400. Well... Don't you think they had people riding on all those 50,000 horses? Probably, think about that. I gotta, they didn't walk but to you the gotta post think, stations. If China's got 1,936 post houses, and the Mongol Empire only had 1,400. So uh, so there were more in China. But, gotcha. But China didn't have 50,000 horses. So. Yeah. Plus, uh, this is obviously way... Uh, before Genghis Khan. That's true. That's true. So, you know, that's the uh, that's the really mind-blowing part to me about how in Persia or in China, you know, they had this shit figured out. It might have taken a long time to get your Capital One credit card offer. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was damn worth it, don't you think, Ryan? I do. I hope that like it would be uh, my favorite thing would be if Genghis Khan, or a guy in a Genghis Khan a costume came and delivered me ads for like credit cards. That's, <laughs> that's what I want to happen in my daily life from now on. That's pretty crazy. I didn't know the mail was that old. Me either. I mean, you got to think it's it's. I wouldn't say it's a simple business, but it's just bringing an object to another like place from point A to B. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think that you they probably figured it out pretty early how to do that. Speaking of couriers, Ryan, mm-hmm. that reminds me of a video game that I may try one day. But I'm talking ha- about Paperboy? <sighs> no, it's a modern game. Oh, never mind. I mean, Paperboy, in a sense, is, uh, you know... It's fun. In the vein of what we're talking about. But I'm thinking of one specific courier, and he was he's uh played by Norman Reedus. Oh yeah. Would you know what, what game about. that is? Yeah, you're talking about the Death Stranding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've never played it, but uh you know, it looks a little bit freaked up. 
It does. I, I actually <laughs> really wanted to get it when it first came out, but I saw the, what the gameplay was, and I was like, I don't know. It just looks like you're doing a lot of walking and balancing. I don't... It's basically a fetch quest game, but he's a courier, you see. <laughs> Which we've learned from Magi Nation that are the those are the best kind of games. I mean, if you're trying to do silly voices for multiple characters, yes, but... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, and that this is a game that's about like a post-apocalyptic world, and you play as Norman Reedus, who's a courier, mm-hmm. and you take people their goods that they need, and yeah, and you also have a a baby fetus that uh, I don't know why it's there or really what it does, but uh, you know, it's a little bit freaked up, and uh, you know, there's creepy stuff in it, so that's the part that made me like interested to try it out, but I feel like it's. I, th- I feel like it's, like, an intentionally, like, kind of monotonous or, like, mundane kind of game. Yeah, and it's it's Kojima's first game outside of the outside of the, the pack, so to say. Mm-hmm. He's doing it on his own. Yeah. So his vision really coming to life with his, uh, you know, frigged up ideas. Yeah, they really are. But... Uh, yeah, but what other types of male... Can we learn about aside from Death Stranding? Maybe the modern mail? Sure, Ryan. The modern mail is organized by national and privatized services, which are reciprocally connected by the international regulations, organizations, and international agreements. Paper letters and parcels can be sent to almost any country in the world relatively easily and cheaply. We all know that. We got Amazon, baby. Mm-hmm. The internet has made the process of sending letter-like messages nearly instantaneous, and in many cases and situations, correspondents use email where they previously would have used letters. Yeah. It's, like, so fast that it's almost like we've developed teleportation system. <laughs> teleportation for intangible objects. Yeah. The volume of paper mail sent through the U.S. Postal Service has declined by more than 15% since its peak at 213 billion pieces for annum in 2006. That's pretty wild. Yeah, it is. So, it seems like, um, you know, it's pretty much up to the government... Uh, for the most part uh otherwise like you know you have like fedex and uh ups of course and then you have amazon has their own like you know delivery methods Mm -hmm. but amazon's just like flooding the country with warehouses full of goods that people generally use yeah, you can have a brand new set of roller skate wheels at your door in a few days if you need it. Even, even yeah, <laughs> even, even during, during COVID nineteen <laughs> fucking bullshit, <laughs> fucking shit sucks. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> the shit sucks, man. Make it stop, Ryan. This is like week number three of it. Fuck, we didn't think it would last this long. It's just getting worse. Like. As far as, like, being able to go places, everything is getting worse, and uh, you have to wear masks everywhere now, and fucking... Everyone looks ugh. scared everywhere you go. Yesterday, I recorded with Ryan a little bit late in the evening, so I didn't end up leaving until about midnight, and I needed to go to the gas station real quick, and it was fucking closed, because it's a 24-hour place, but they had a sign that said, like, oh, do we do the current situation, or uh, our hours are limited from 12 a.m., or uh, 5 a.m. to 12, whatever. They don't midnight. want people driving at night. I'm just like, oh, fuck. But, lucky for me, there was a different gas station open, so, you know, it worked out, but it's just like... Everything. Oh man, it's crazy. I, I don't want to talk about it too much because it's just total bummer. Yeah, and it's probably going to be a topic of next week as well. So yeah, and no, I think people are listening to podcasts so they don't have to hear about that. But you know, yeah, yeah. I just had to scream it out a little bit and get it out of my system. We're so. sharing our frustrations with yeah. you. Yep. So uh, <clears throat> you know, you know, you can uh, send a letter to your your pen pal. Uh, one of the most interesting things, in my opinion, though, about the mail, Ryan, is mm-hmm. I heard that you can send 
uh, and like depending on what country you're in, you can just send something uh, with. If you don't, you don't even have to have the address. You can write out a description of where it is. And in some countries, they'll still make sure it gets to where it's going. If you have postage that you paid for, just a description. Yeah, like it's the house beside the two oak trees. Yeah, like if you give the city or town or village that it's in, you can say on the like shipping address. Four to five miles you, after the mountain. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, like in the like, there's a small road, and the, there's a, a a lawn gnome at the beginning of the driveway. That's You're going my house. to walk through a blueberry garden <laughs> yeah. and through the forest. Walk through a blueberry Take garden. Take the small pixie bridge over the the lake. And then it'll be beside two oak trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and pretty much. That's what's written on the front of the envelope. <laughs> search, uh, Google search, like, can you mail something from a description? Can you? Ma- if you can do this, I want to try it. I heard this, uh, like, years ago, and uh, somebody, like, told a story about it, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's badass. Mmm. What cannot be sent by mail? What do you send something in the mail? What? <laughs> what do you send something in the mail? It says, how do you send oh. something in the mail? Oh, my bad. Well, what can <laughs> you mail? <laughs> Via UFPS. Oh, man, I'm not seeing it. A customer guide to mailing. Ah, oh, crap. Facebook for dummies? <laughs> I don't know. Are, are oh, you- actually, search, uh, can you mail something without an address? Oh, whoa! Can I mail a letter without a return address? But uh, that's that's you obviously can do that. Yeah, you typically don't want to do that, but no, you can. Yeah, because then it could get lost easily. Everything you need to know about how to send mail. I mean, the SEO on this question is getting all fucked by all the like actual mail services and like. FAQs about like fucking return addresses. Sending. It'd be funny if like you gave like the courier a like like some kind of map that you had made, <laughs> like <laughs> that, a treasure map, like a treasure map that had like, like the destination of the house with like a with a drawing. Yeah, with a red X over it. <clears throat> Sending a letter, uh, with a map. <laughs> Letters get there by hand drawn map. Wait, what? Mm. Oh, BBC Instead of a postal address or recipient's name, click it. Oh, I found. I, I don't believe one of those dumb searches got me to where we needed to go. But... <laughs> oh, look at that. There's yeah. a fucking letter with a fucking map drawn on it. Wow. There are many stories of messages and bottles traveling thousands of miles before being picked up and read and letters arriving decades after they were posted. But here's a different twist. Rebecca Catherine, whoa, Cadu Ostenfield was reportedly surprised. Ooh, that's a good one. When a letter, wait, what was a good one? The the name. Oh, uh, Ka- Rebecca Catherine Kadu Ostenfeld. Yeah, was reportedly surprised when the letter was delivered to the horse farm where she lives with her husband and three children near. <laughs> Holy fuck, Bjorladar in the west of Iceland. Oh, it's Bjorladar. You just say it like Bjork, and it'll sound. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's what it is. Instead of a postal address of a, or a recipient's name, the sender had drawn a map of where they believed the farm to be together with the following in English. <clears throat> Country, Iceland. City, <laughs> Name, a horse farm with an Icelandic slash Danish couple there and three kids and a lot of sheep. The sender has also added a further clue to intended point. The Danish woman works in a supermarket in <laughs> The letter had been written and sent from the Icelandic capital Reykjavik by a tourist who had stayed at the farm but obviously did not know the address. And extraordinarily... And extraordinarily... Extraordinarily. Extraordinarily. <laughs> it's weird how British people say extraordinarily. It's like, extraordinarily. <laughs> There's like three syllables missing. Extraordinarily. Extraordinarily. 
It arrived at the right place, Ryan. Whoa. The astonishing delivery took place uh, in March. Uh, I don't. It doesn't say what year. And then was not reported until May. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. When it came to the attention of a uh, local Icelandic news website, uh, Skessenhorn, which noted, anything is possible in Iceland. The story has now belatedly gone viral on social media after a photo of the envelope was posted on Reddit. The picture has prompted readers to share other miraculous postal stories, such as the tale of the Christmas card sent from Germany, which somehow arrived at the right place despite only being addressed to England. <laughs> Dear England, whoever may, whoever it may there concern. There is a deal on Spectrum Cable. <laughs> Oh man, no, that's amazing. Do you need a lower APR rate? <laughs> you gotta know. You gotta think like somebody at the the postal house that that letter ended up at, in just treated that as like a puzzle that day. They're just like, <laughs> oh man, this is gonna be a good one. Yeah, they like yeah. pull up their friggin' trousers and like, <laughs> yeah, they, like t- tuck in their they tuck pu- in their shirt. They put on their steampunk goggles to yeah. face the elements. Yeah, they take their little cap and they turn it behind them really intense like like Ash Ketchum Ash before Ketchum. he's yeah. gonna throw a Pokeball. And like when they're when they when he's like walking through the the plains of Iceland, he's just hearing in his head the whole time, I'm gonna be the very best. Yeah, and he's got like a machete <laughs> and he's going and like <laughs> chopping well, through a forest. Yeah. Uh, but that's fucking Yeah. Come on, man. Thanks, mail. Like Mail is cool. Mail is really cool. Without it, everything would be harder. I mean, you got to think, though, that, like you said, he's like, takes it on as a challenge. Like, maybe that would be a thrill to many postal workers. It and- probably would be. <clears throat> um, if, if I was a postal worker and I got something like that, I'd be like, oh, today is the day. <laughs> you just, like, take out the next letter out of your bag and you just start hearing, like, I'm gonna be the <laughs> It just slowly yeah. gets louder the yeah, longer it the takes you to find thing. the address. Yeah. By the end, you're like, it's taken so long that your ears are bleeding. You're yeah, like, like, make it stop! The, the reason that the, Where the heck is this address? The reason that the people that lived on the farm knew the letter was there is because they heard from a distance, I'm gonna be the very best! I know! Yeah. It's like, oh, the, like, the mail's like, here. They go outside, they're like, Jesus Christ, what is that, Karen? Like, <laughs> oh man, <sighs> Rebecca it, Catherine. Uh, oh, Jesus. oh, Catherine. Right, 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 right. Uh, Kadu Austinfeld. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Oh boy, that's that is uh, an inspiring tale. That is, I. You know, what's interesting though, I bet during the Pony Express, everything was like this. All the instructions, like they probably didn't have a like. There's. Probably not many addresses, you know, or places with addresses, right? Like when were oh, addresses what? established? Oh, you, like were you, you? Did you mean to say without addresses? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they they probably have an address, but the person like didn't know, they didn't remember what it was, so and they still wanted to send them a letter. Yeah, I wonder when like addresses started though. Like when did we start having addresses? Like, Find out. Oh, <laughs> with the power of the internet. Yeah, with the power of the people also search for podcasts. <laughs> we can search and we can find exactly when addresses started. When did addresses start? When did addresses start? I feel start? like you every time you search, you spell, spell at least one thing wrong. I do, but it's because <laughs> I'm trying to type without looking at the keyboard and I'm Aren't you very sub- bad at it. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, I can't do that either because you're. If you type correctly, you're supposed to be able to not look at the keyboard. Yeah, I can't. I, I have to look at the keyboard. Oh, like, I'm glad that I'm glad that we exposed one of your few faults, Ryan. Yeah, I can actually empathize with you as a human being. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a hard time, you know. If you, it's it's like playing uh, an instrument, you know. If you didn't learn all the steps ahead of time, you're gonna have to cheat every so often. Yeah. Um, okay, so until the 18th and 19th centuries, most houses and buildings were not numbered. Street naming and numbering began under the Age of Enlightenment, also as a part of campaigns for the census and military conscription, such as the dominions of Maria Theresa Teresa in the 18th century. Um, 
Whoa. So that's fucking crazy. So the male has existed since uh, like 220 BC. BC. Yeah. But addresses haven't started it since 18th and 19th centuries. How the heck did mailmen do their jobs? Well, then that, I mean, if we had um, like looked at this before, like we would have known that that you must have always had to do that. What we just read about. Yeah. It's like I said, it's next to the two oak trees. <laughs> there's Get a, it there correctly next time, Jenkins. There's a totem pole with my dead cousin inside. <laughs> I live two miles up the road from there. I would like to send some flowers to the totem pole. In uh, in remembrance of him, and then like they have to just they drop him off for him. <laughs> yep, and that smells like a rotting corpse. Yep, just like most mail. Can you mail cheese? Like, <laughs> like somebody, that was such a random has, question. Has somebody tried to like mail cheese and it started like rotting while it was being mailed? Uh, like, I you can you can mail perishables, but they have to be in like a like a cooler. Mm. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, like all those meal delivery systems now, like uh, like freshly, where they'll br- like deliver yeah. you food. Or like items. there's there's Schwans. I don't know if you've ever. Maybe that's only like a Midwest thing. If people don't know what that is, it's Schwans. Like, yeah, Schwans. They Just... do like they do like refrigerated and frozen foods. <clears throat> so it's basically like an ice cream truck. Like it's a completely oh. refrigerated. Uh, um, you know inside of the truck like the cab the cab frozen turkey leg like and then you can just lick it like an ice cream i mean yeah they'll just give you like a package of like a box of all the stuff you ordered like chicken breasts and uh ice cream and uh like uh, hot pockets or whatever Mm. oh man i'm excited they have like these jalapeno steak hot pockets now and they're good they got like (laughs) sriracha crust like but they're like twice the price as regular hot pockets it pisses me off yeah i'd I'm, I probably will never try that because I'm not much of a Hot Pocket person. Mm. I, I like me a, a Hot Pocket every so often, but not, not not all the time. You know what I like from time to time, Ryan? What do you like, Jacob? Little installment of uh, Jake and Ryan. Search of the week! Woo! <laughs> Before we wrap up the show here, we can take a few minutes and uh, see what, what we got for you in our recent searches of our lives. Of our daily lives, Ryan. You know what I was wondering? What were you wondering? So I recently listened to a podcast uh, where um, one of the hosts was like, he's like, hey, I, I've I had, I've been burning candles in my room lately and I eventually have to like blow them out because I feel like it's heating up my room. And I'm like thinking, like, really? Like, and he was even saying like, I wonder if a candle actually heats up your room. And then he didn't even like follow it up by like, trying to look it up or anything i'm just like wow like what a cliffhanger so you know that prompted me to look it up and uh i haven't done that yet ryan i thought i'd save it for the podcast segment here what the fuck so what exactly do you want me to search for like just search for does a single candle heat up a room does a single candle heat up a room so that's really interesting. That would be super useful if your heater went out, like mine seems to often do. Um, <laughs> okay, how to heat a room with a candle or a few candles? I guess you can do it. Oh, ba- that's on ba- basementgurus.com. Let's see what that one says. Okay. So, how to heat a room with a candle? Is it possible? With a yeah, with a candle. A candle, yeah. What, what's the answer, Ryan? Uh, yes, but by only a very little, <laughs> just by the amount of BTUs that a candle can produce, multiplied by how many candles we use. Not more, not less. So we also have other issues such as loss of heat, which is what we concentrate on when talking about efficiency. So the idea is to generate any heat possible and to not spend unnecessary energy and prevent loss of heat. That's the genesis. The genesis. I, I can feel it <laughs> coming in the air tonight. So warm. So warm. Candles heating up the room tonight. 
Beautiful stuff, Ryan. Yeah, beautiful stuff. Wow, so it is possible. That's interesting. Yeah, it says with this method, some of the energy will be lost in producing light, and only some will go into producing the heat. With, uh, producing the heat. So, how much heat does a candle produce, Ryan? Mm. Haven't verified the exact BTUs or wattage, but a uh, candle pr- can produce. Uh, didn't excite me. Uh, it's not exciting us that you don't have the answer. Yeah. I am going to refer to a reliable source and use a measurement provided. Here's a handy dandy BTU cal- calculator to heat a very small closet, a 3 by 5 space, and increase w- by 1 Fahrenheit. You need 70 BTU per hour or 20 watts. That is assuming normal North American ins- insulation, so the loss of heat is very minimal and gradual. Um. Some say it can produce 30 watts. Others can say uh, it can produce 70. So, yep, there you go. <laughs> wow. Okay, so it doesn't do much, but it does something. You would yeah. need a ton of candles, probably like the whole floor covered in candles for you to like so actually the, heat the room. So the person that said on the podcast that they felt like the room was getting warm from a single candle, I think that might have been a... What do you call it? Psychosomatic? Maybe. A uh, placebo. Yeah, placebo's completely different, but uh Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, I would think that maybe they were just thinking that it got warmer because there was fire there. Yeah. That is weird though. Maybe it maybe it just the sight of Either that or they have really sensitive skin, you know? <laughs> that, that, they could be like superhuman skin, man. Maybe the sight of like Fire makes you feel warmer. Just fire keep... make me feel warm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan. So, what's your search of the week uh, this week? This week, um, we decided to experiment <laughs> in making some uh, some audio gold for the Ryan's Weeb Corner, and <laughs> I, I thought you know it, we needed some sound effects. We needed it to sound oriental and sexy. So, uh, I don't think Oriental is a appropriate term anymore. I think it's really? just Asian. Asian, yeah. Is I think sexy. I think Oriental is like a not woke or whatever. I don't know. Seriously, I don't know. Okay. I I don't know. I don't know about these fucking millennials of yeah. the PC culture. We are millennials, though. I know, but fuck millennials. Well, <laughs> I may be wrong, and I apologize if I'm if I'm wrong. Oriental, if that's wrong, or or, or right, or Asian, if that's right. Anyway, wanted to have the sound sound like that so uh and there's nothing more traditional than that classic yo like sound yo yeah yeah after the like uh after the drum beat and and the gong it's got like a gong in it yeah and um we were just like wondering where did that yo sound originate yeah yeah i don't know because it's like a stereotype of like i don't know maybe uh ninja films or something i don't know like martial arts or films or culture i have no idea <clears throat> i typed in where did the japanese yo come oh. from oh kabuki sounds tv tropes mm. oh okay or there's japan guide what is the long yo sound but let's see uh kabuki is part of traditional japanese theater dating from the edo period 17th century as the western world records time like other Japanese theatrical styles, it uses music and musical sounds to help tell the story. Oh, so it comes from theater. <laughs> theater. Theater. I am Alvin. theater. You're going to view my entertainment now. <laughs> I was thinking Alvin Simon theater. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Skeletor. Uh, okay. Oh, that would be a weird mashup. Theodore from the... Alvin and the Chipmunks and Skeletor combined together. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Alvin, Simon, Skeletor. Alvin, what are we going to do? We're not ready to play the show. Then <laughs> <laughs> it's like, don't worry, Skeletor. <laughs> we're going to. We're gonna do a bang up job here at the show. Why is like uh, I'm imagining like Alvin as like Sonic the Hedgehog? I know that's what I was. Thinking. I was like, how, what does Alvin even sound like? You'd have to pitch up my voice for for it to work. Anyway, um, 
The sound uh, is meant to evoke Japanese traditional performances. Oh, oh, so it's like the start of a performance. Um, yeah, okay. Suzumi, a drum-like instrument that makes a pwn sound, frequently employs uh, employed to punctuate a joke or humorous moment, often in combination with a man's voice making an oh sound, also from kabuki, uh, a very traditional instrument. Its sound is considered emblematic of traditional Japanese culture as a whole. Although they sound alike, do not mistake the pwn of a tsuzumi for the noise of the thing that goes doink. Doink, 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 doink. Yeah, <laughs> I like the word doink. Who doesn't? Uh, that's just fun to say. Doink. About to doink you after this podcast. Huh? Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about that. But, uh, <laughs> uh, okay, I got a parcel for you. <laughs> I'm gonna call do, back. I'm about to deliver that package. <laughs> uh, Okawa, a drum that sounds a lot like a wood block. One or two quick strikes are usually all that's used, and that's like the beginning part, I would think. Um, yo, <laughs> a call to announce a character, often uh-huh. accompanied by a dramatic zoom or super sentai stance. Oh man, that's perfect then for for Ryan's weed corn. <laughs> it's sentai like hentai. Yeah, <laughs> you love hentai. <laughs> Dude, Super Sentai is like is like the Power Rangers. Oh yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I was envisioning. You were imagine you were envisioning Power Rangers hentai. <laughs> Don't try to trap me in your weeb shit, Ryan. I'm I'm just saying I was. Envi- I may be a weeb, but I am no pervert. <laughs> <laughs> okay, possibly sure false. you're not. Possibly, possibly false. I mean, you're. We're not gonna get into that right now, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So it says that it's a call, a call to announce a character. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It, yeah, and it's the beginning of theater, like uh, the p- performance that that I do, bringing anime facts to the the listeners. <laughs> well, uh, that is just beautiful, Ryan. What that a is. what a fun way to end our podcast. Yeah. People also search for. Mm. And. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll just say and and then you're then like yeah, trail off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know.